So there's little cultural things that you don't understand necessarily at the beginning. And after a while, you understand it. And so you're able to get them to communicate more with you because you sort of have that little bit of cultural understanding that nobody can tell you about or nobody can, you can't read about it. You just have to be there and understand them. Hello and welcome to a Nurse Out Wear podcast. My name is Danielle Causa and I have been a rural and remote nurse for most of my career. I created this podcast as an opportunity to explore and celebrate and perhaps spark some interest in rural and remote nursing. Each week we will meet with some of the extraordinary nurses who live and work in rural and remote areas across Australia as they tell their stories about all that is beautiful and unique to rural and remote nursing. So join with me as we explore the stories from a nurse out where. Hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of A Nurse Out Where. Today I have a really special guest with me. She's been working in remote for the last 10 years across Cape York. Uh, she's worked in Woodjil Woodjil, Cooktown, Laura, Hopevale, Cohen, Lockhart River, Aracoon and Kawanyama. Now she's based in Tasmania, but she says she loves to escape the long, cold, wet, foggy winters for the warmer pastures of Cape York. And she claims looking back, she... Uh, all of her nursing has led up to her going remote um, and prepared her to work as a remote area nurse. She was one of the group's last groups of nurses to be hospital trained um, and worked in every single department in the Launceston General Hospital from pathology, radiology to psychology and intensive care. She then worked in Pearl and settled in children's ward for a few years and then finally onto the emergency department. So she's had a really thorough grounding uh, in nursing through Tasmania. Welcome, Amanda Mayer. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. I'm, I'm really pleased to have you here and have you sharing your story with us. So as you know, the podcast is called A Nurse Out Where. So can you finish the sentence from your perspective, you're a nurse out where? Um, I'm a nurse out where it's wild and wonderful and where I probably belong. So, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it is, it is wild. You know, like it is being remote is often quite wild, in many senses of the word. You know, <laughs> wild people and wild wilderness, and it is like it is quite wonderful to be around. And coming from Tasmania, it's a complete contrast to going up into far north Queensland because like the weather's different, the terrain's different. It's like being in another world. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. So mm. what, what sparked your interest to go, you know, to do something so polar opposite? What sparked your interest in rural and remote? Um, well, I had had a child, I'd had a child that had been unwell and had died. And during that time, I had a lot of, I had time off and I thought, what am I going to do now? And I didn't want to go back to doing the same sort of thing. And I'd, I'd, people had, I'd heard people talk about remote nursing and I thought, oh, yeah, I'd like to do that one day, you know, one day. And then actually I thought, well, I could actually do that now. I could give it a go. And uh, a lot of my friends were like, oh, no, oh, no, you won't cope, Amanda. You know, there's, there's no coffee, there's no <laughs> wine, you know, there's, you know, you just won't cope. You can always come home. They're like, you can always come home. And I was like, oh, well, I can. So 
that's why I did it. And it was, it was, um, it was a really good thing to do. You know, these remote nursing is very good to do. Yeah. 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 So I guess, um, you know, we're all bound by the Australian board, you know, of nursing and midwifery board of Australia's policies and procedures on confidentiality. So just keeping that in mind, um, have you got a, a tale to tell or a fond memory of some of your time working in remote? Well, there's a couple of things. There were, there's a really lovely thing about um, one day when I was coming back to um, where I usually work in Aracoon and I was at the airport and um, the women go down to Cairns to have their babies and they usually go by themselves, often by themselves and have their babies and come back with them. And I was watching, uh, she, there was a mother that had come back and she had this tiny little baby and she got to the airport and that baby was passed around all of the family that had were waiting at the airport for it to arrive and they were all like touching it and kissing it. And then finally the old man had was past the baby and he put his smell on, on the baby. Yeah. And it was just one of those moments in time where they weren't showing anyone. It was just part of who they were and their culture. And it was it was a perfect moment where I just thought, wow, you know, this is this is this is fantastic this is yeah, this is what it's all beautiful. about so so that yeah 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 and then there's always funny stories like um you know in the middle of the night one night I had a patient because we get called out lots of times in the night and probably I'm at my grumpiest after midnight and it was about three in the morning and there was this girl and she'd been drinking and she and I'm like well what are you here for and she said I've got the mental health. And I'm like, you got the what? And she said, I've got the mental health. And I said, oh, the mental health. And she said, yes. And I said, why have you got the mental health? And she said, because I've been raped. And I said, oh, like tonight. She said, no, five years ago. <laughs> tonight I've got a headache. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so like, do you want to have some Panadol? Yes, yes. Do you want to come back on Monday and see Scotty? Yeah, that'd be good. You know, but there's sort of like a really open and there's no shame about about having the mental health. You know, it's a perfectly acceptable condition to have and that, you know, there were, that obviously she was having trouble sleeping. And like you, you just, it, culturally, it's just a whole different way of speaking and a whole different way of being to what what you're used to. And, it, and I kind of like that. I kind of like the openness and the and and the just just being what they are without any shame or or embarrassment and I yeah I like that kind of environment to work in yeah and just you know being really proud and open of not proud but perhaps being really honest and open about you know yeah. that she had this mental health condition um but that wasn't her primary reason for coming that day it was a headache but you know like it, it's really reassuring to think that they would be so open um I think yeah. there's lots of cultures that aren't so open sometimes it's harder to understand culturally you know some things um but um like for instance when you look in somebody's mouth if they've got a toothache and they've got a really big cavity in there if you say oh that's a really big hole then that's really rude to an aboriginal person in cape york like really rude and yeah. so if you say oh that's a big hole then it's like they really don't like that but if you say oh that's big cavity then that's okay so there's little cultural things that you don't 
understand necessarily at the beginning. And after a while, you understand it. And so you're able to get them to communicate more with you because you sort of have that little bit of cultural understanding that nobody can tell you about or nobody can, you can't read about it. You just have to be there and understand them. So that's a kind of nursing that's quite different to, well, I suppose we have that kind of cultural nursing wherever we work, but when we work remotely, we re- it really is a part of us getting a good history and of, of really understanding what's going on with somebody and knowing, you know, to take it further or just to let things go. Yeah. So, so I guess, um, you know, and, and you and I both know, not everyone would be aware that um, up in Cape York, English is not their first language. Um, so I guess, do you, did you have to learn um, certain terms and language as to be able to communicate effectively in those communities? Oh, yeah, really good to learn um, lots of words, you know, like to drink and to say hello or say goodbye and, you know, like the word for bottom. Because if you say mun, they all think that's really rude and laugh and, you know, you've got to put it in your mun. You know, like just <laughs> things, there's, there's, there's lot, got to put that needle in your mun. And that, like, there's lots of things like that that really helps, um, you know, just, you know, go, get through that barrier. But I, I'm definitely not fluent in, in, in the language. But... Um, uh, yeah, I know. I know. Surprisingly, I, you kind of just pick things up too. And uh, I've been in this situation where I've been of a. It's been of a night time, and we had this girl in labour, and all the mothers and grandmothers, or grandmothers and aunties, were sitting around the, the bed, and we were waiting for the plane to come. And they were speaking in Wick, and I didn't know what they were saying. And I'd made them all a cup of tea, and I'd used a teapot, and we were all having a cup of tea. And they were speaking, and then they looked at me, like to answer but they'd spoken in wick and I didn't know what they were saying and then they all started laughing because they realized that I didn't understand because they weren't speaking in my language yep but it was sort of you know like so it's, it's kind of they kind of, it's kind of nice to be that they thought I could understand but I really couldn't understand <laughs> so but yeah it is it is helpful yeah it is helpful so what um, you said before that when you first went remote, people said, oh, you'll never cope. What are some of the things that you miss when you're working in a rural and remote area? Um, well, I do short stints and that helps because when I go up there now, I relish every moment. As soon as I hit the ground, I, like I get, I feel comfortable and happy that I'm there and I do everything I possibly can while I'm there. Um, but FaceTime is a fantastic thing. And um, I often book in times with one of my friends and we'll have this long session on the phone for an hour, an hour and a half, you know, on a certain night and, and you know, really settling for a good old chat. And so, I mean, communication is so easy now, um, you, now that we have, you know, and we do have really good communication. So, um, and there's the obvious, the, the most, the hardest thing is that when you're remote, you're never really not on call, even though you're not on call. There's always it's always in your back of the mind that you might have to go and help do something, you know, help out. And so it's very hard to totally relax unless you go fishing or you go out of the town or you go camping where you're really not a part of it. So to totally relax is it can be challenging. Whereas at home, you come home from work and you know you know that it's you. Know, 
you know, you don't have to think about it till you go back there again. Whereas remote, you do think about your work and and everything that's going on. So, so yeah, and that obviously good coffee, and coffee. you know, yeah, <laughs> and variety in food, you know, other than chicken, which is the main staple at the shop. So, but that's all stuff that you can cope with, really. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And I guess that feeds nicely onto my next question of like, how do you care for your own mental health? Like it, it's really challenging, but so rewarding to be able to work in a remote area. How do you care for your own mental health? Um, I think just being able to talk to other people is, is, is the answer really. Um, I, I do, I'm able to make phone calls and talk to, talk to people, but um, just going for a walk every day, putting your head facing the sun or walking along the beach and, you know, getting, getting a bit of wind in your face and really like having a bit of time out like that um, makes a difference to being able to go back and regroup and getting enough sleep is, is another thing. And that can be challenging because often the communities are really, really noisy and it is hard to sleep, but, but basically it's just really just looking after yourself, like having a really good book, you know, just, just, just really just plugging away and being comfortable in your own skin when you're on days off or when you're not at work helps with that because you can just sort of you know do a lot of self-care that way yeah so yeah that's mainly it so what do you do on your days off or you know when on your downtime how do you feel in that time I like cook not that I'm a good cook at all but I cook my meals in advance so I'll cook you know four different dishes and I'll freeze do freezer bags so that when I come home from work I can just whip it out put it in the microwave and eat so I cook cook on my days off I read um if I can I'll go out of town like I'll go to Weeper or I'll catch up with friends or that way in the Cape um and I'll walk and and if there's something going on I'll go and do it so if somebody's going fishing I'll go fishing somebody's going down to the beach I'll go if somebody's going whatever I'll do it because you, you really have to engage yourself in in that kind of in the general environment so anything really mm. yeah, okay. usually read a book when I'm away yeah mm. yeah so bring a good book <laughs> yeah so so what are your top three tips for someone who might be thinking about joining the rural and remote workforce what would be your advice uh well my advice would be to go for it like everybody says um to understand that's going to be hard and that you're going to make mistakes and I mean all of course you try not to but there's always a mistake to be made um but that's all part of learning and growing um my next one would be to take tea bags coffee bags and any other condiment you might possibly like I always tuck into my telephone case little salt and pepper little um sachets when I find them because I think yes I'll use those when I'm away um and uh, and I think just to if you if you do go just to really embrace it and to and and to engage and just to just to you know give it a go because if you don't do it then you won't know that you like it because it's not for everybody you know yeah. so and that's okay too it's all right to, for you know to try it and not like it is fine but to try it and love it is is the other alternative so yeah, mm, yeah. you just might love it like we do 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think too, um, like even if you don't love that particular area of remote nursing, there's so there's so much variety in remote from, you know, from up in the Cape to the islands to northwest mm. to central and southwest. You know, there's a lot. Well, I'm, that's only in Queensland. Like I haven't even broached into the other states yet. But yeah, if, if you've been to one remote community, you've really only been to one remote community. So yeah, it might you know try it again, try another option, try another location. You might love it more. Yeah, I agree. Mm. It's 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 the fit for one person isn't the fit for another, and and that's what I found that I've gone around. I've worked in most of them and in the Cape, and I've worked on an island as well. But I've found the place that I you know that I really like the best, and so that. But I still like the other places as well. So. Um, and, and yeah, you might like to work in a hospital, a remote hospital setting, more than a than a, a you know a clinic, and, and that's fair enough as well. So yeah, there's so many choices. Yeah. Um, that you know, I find that uh, I, when I worked on the island, I um, there was it was a two nurse post, and I thought, and I never think this, but I thought if I get there and that other nurse is horrible, um, that's it. After a couple of weeks, I'm just going to say I have to go. And when I got there, there was this other nurse and she was like, oh, we, we, there's a pub here, but we don't drink. And um, you can only work, walk halfway along the beach each day and da-da-da. And I thought, oh, God. Well, by the end of it, every night we were sharing a bottle of wine and we had the best time. I had yep. the best time with her. And, we, and it was just, you just really got to wait and see what happens. And, you know, you can't make these choices straight away. You know, you can just, you just got to, you know, mellow out and see what happens. So settle in, yeah, yeah, yeah. settle in, it's settling, yeah, 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 great, yeah. Well, thank you. They're really cool tips. I really appreciate that, and thank you for your time today. I've, I've had a great time yarning with you. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good to see you in your new in your new background of your dual wrapper. Looks yeah. really cool. <laughs> well, hopefully, I'll see you again face to face soon. Yeah, that'd be good. Hopefully, hopefully. (laughs) If this has sparked your interest and you would like some more information about this episode or perhaps how to take the leap and explore rural and remote nursing, you can contact me and check out my website, anurseoutwear.com.au or follow me on Facebook and Instagram by searching at a nurse Outwear. Remember to like, subscribe and share them with your friends.